Oh, oh God. Oh, man, that's a good one. What just happened? Let's get it on. Whoa. Oh, God, yes. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Hello, nurse. How are you? In my head. <laughs> I think Anthony just knocked somebody up. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just feel like dressing up like a cowboy and getting pictures. Letting you know I'm rooting for the uh, the Mavericks tonight. Cool. Uh, I, I was hoping you would kind of be you know paying attention to what we were doing, but that's cool. If you want to just watch basketball, we're doing that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. Bye. It's just numbers. How dare you? Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the TTRPG podcast that's got one convention down, one more to go. My name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and field trip mom as I take the cast up to bustling Indianapolis, where they'll be presenting a seminar on POCs and TTRPGs, and I'll be making sure everybody uses the buddy system. Seriously, DreamCon was a big success. Thank you so much to everybody who came out and engaged with the cast. They booked up and filled up the entire room. And now we're headed to Gen Con where they can do it again, but a slightly different presentation than the one at DreamCon. So if you saw them at DreamCon and are in Indianapolis, wow, you have got a lot of free time and disposable income. But thanks for stopping by again. Check out the show notes for a link to the event. And if you do swing by and loudly mention one of the indescribably embarrassing character facts like Todd's butt plug tail or Fate's astoundingly average for an elf, junk, you'll either get one of our Gimme the Loot podcast decals, supplies permitting, or if we've run out of the decals, you'll still get my respect. But fair warning, that comes in even shorter supply than the decals, so act fast. And hey, before anything else, thank you so much for all of you who've hung with us through the dog days of summer and our disrupted publishing schedule. It drives me crazy that we haven't been releasing every week and the days have been inconsistent there's just been a lot going on, prepping for cons, day jobs, all kinds of crazy changes. Good news, that's finally over. We're going back to a weekly release schedule, asterisk. Bad news, that asterisk means not next week because I'm going to be at Gen Con all through Sunday and this computer does not travel. So won't have the ability to do a quick polish on any off-week content for early next week. So we'll probably pass on next week. But after that, we're back to either weekly campaign releases or if there's not a campaign release, there will be off-week content of some form or another. And hey, also big special thank you coming to our patrons for their patience for our slower release schedule on the Patreon side as well over the last couple of months for very much the same reasons, even more so. That is also coming to an end and we'll be doing a lot of makeup content and posting through August into the rest of the year. And if you'd like to find out exactly what I'm talking about on the Patreon side, hang out after the program. And look, if you're new, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And if you're a returning listener, but not a patron, welcome back nonetheless. New or old, we do sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedule, although we you know, appreciate the patrons more, but for purely superficial reasons. So, hey, episode nine, the evaluative derby continues, a.k.a. ham jam cart. 
Just a reminder, Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly show due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, violence, gore, and some truly dickish DMing in this one. And then finally, before we get into the episode, we do want to encourage people to head over to BradyUnited.org to explore how you can get involved in helping combat the epidemic of gun violence that we currently face in the U.S. This isn't about taking away anybody's rights. It's about common sense in our communities. It doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the party of five. Here's your chance. So on that note, let's start the show. And we are back with the party of five. Jory. Uh, I am. No, 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 no. <laughs> Look, I know we were doing a whole like Pokemon thing no. earlier and I got like you on a mindset. Like, no, sorry, no, sorry. I was crafting something. I was trying to, I was, in the, you saw me re- trying to remember what happened last time to try and have a little something. Torio Kart, Morio Kart, Mario Kart. <laughs> there we go. I don't know what I am, Tori. That's me. And I'm playing Mori. <laughs> In a cart. <laughs> <laughs> that was the intro version of just saying fuck it and walking away from the broken down car at the side of the road. Just leaving your keys in it and going. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't, don't feel upset. It, 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 took, it took years to get this. Oh, here we go. It took years to get it. Fuck. But it's here. Fuck me. But it is here. It is I. Hall of McKenzie, I play Todd the Tiefling, a.k.a. T-O-double-D, a.k.a. your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter, Dog the Bounty Hunter's Whack, a.k.a. the Todd Father, a.k.a. your MVT, bringing that BTE, Todd. Ah! <laughs> He's the greatest <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> okay, I hate that's a thing that I can't resist now. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> I love it so much. It's like waiting for your favorite part in a theme song. I know it is. <laughs> it's like, oh, here comes the chorus. We all know. <laughs> it's like fucking the end of the world as we know it. You finally get to the end of the world as we know it because we can sing that part, but the rest of that shit is all just gibberish. <laughs> Whack. Did you say dog the bounty hunter's wife? It did. I could, I could see where you'd hear that. No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't mention his wife, no. No, that you are? <laughs> No, no, not, not, not. What do you? He said he's whack. He's whack. Oh, he's whack. He's trash. Turn he's me. trash. I'm the. I'm your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter. So, so dog the bounty hunter is it's trash. Is that someone's favorite bounty hunter, or I don't understand why you. Somebody's okay. Yeah, somebody's favorite bounty hunter. Yeah, white supremacist. On the bounty hunter scale, he's pretty low. I mean, Boba Fett. You got you know. He is. And yet, I spent an entire trade show next to a booth that had hired a professional dog the bounty hunter impersonator. Impersonator. Oh. <laughs> and a really good one. <laughs> and it was the draw of the motherfucking Houston Apartment Association show. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm Jamie. I play Eldrin Thaneros. And did you know that there's a common misconception that brownies are named as such because they commonly have brown hair and skin? Uh, in fact, they're called that because when they're in distress. I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd go with skin in this particular fun fact. <laughs> Jamie, I think. <laughs> Listen, let's redo this. Take this. This is this is from folklore. It's from folklore. <laughs> hey, brownie over there. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff from folklore that probably is also you know we're not gonna just, we're gonna that one. Okay, let's just say hair. Let's go with hair then. That's fine. I don't, I've never even heard of that. 
brownies. Brownies because they have brown hair and and that's fine. From where? In mythology. Myth- Who's folklore? Kentucky's. It's, uh, Scottish Scottish folklore. They're like gingers. <laughs> South Carolinas. They're like gingers. <laughs> Tampa. Or brownies. Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, it's about as, yeah. Anyways, they're like little sprightly look, little thing. According to Ron DeSantis. You're missing the point here. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that. Oh, we got it. Oh, we got it. It has nothing to do with that. Uh, their average height is just like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut it off here no I'm not gonna go with it <laughs> you you don't get the fact anymore no I'm coming back to it okay no you you finish you finish you're on a different podcast now Jamie anyways <laughs> brownies uh, are not in fact a racist thing it's actually. <laughs> <laughs> contrary to popular belief <laughs> contrary to popular belief that I apparently just started just now <laughs> no it's 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 actually because uh, when they're in distress they emit a pheromone that makes you poop your pants mm. okay yep. that's it that's mm. all it is oh man oh Ooh. man sorry so they used to think it was because of their skin color though yes yes you'd think that because you look at them you're like well that that's probably it. Who'd think that? <laughs> I wouldn't think that. These brown guys with brown hair make you crap your pants. <laughs> Brownies. Yeah. No, it's because they make you poop your pants uh, when they're, they're distressed. They emit a pheromone and you can't uncontrollable shit. I thought there was a chocolate element. Yeah. Th- this is the kind of gross fucking generalization that the evaluative derby works to fucking uh, prevent. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just wait till next week's fact. It's gonna be way worse than this. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! I don't know that it can. Be. I, unfortunately, I think Eldrin's gradual slide into fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the flannel. The flannel is giving him powers. <laughs> Listen, he can't handle those powers. When I tell you about ethereal filters, oh no. <laughs> Uh, we're not quite sure when uh, when this turned into a uh, alt right podcast, but Flan was just taking over him bit by bit. We haven't even started playing. <laughs> we haven't even finished the intros. There's two more people to go. This, this entire episode is just going to be intro. It's going to be like, thanks everybody. Talk to you next week. <laughs> um, sorry. This is Jazz. I play Fate. The wizard whose member can also be used to direct air traffic. Hold on. His what? What? <laughs> His what? Hold on. His what? His Remember last episode? Remember what happened? <laughs> of all the light dick jokes <laughs> you could make. Bright shining down. Dick saber. <laughs> so, first of all, thank you for apologizing in advance. We appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, appropriate. Yeah. Man, it's it's hard to follow up how funny that was in the last episode with how... How bad the intro is. Unfunny the follow-up was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had to bring it back. You should have just let it be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, let it lie. Yeah. And I am Anthony, who plays Baba Tunde. <laughs> Thank God we got through that. <laughs> so we are picking up where we left off as the guys on a heist to recover Ognum's body travel through the fields of madness, participating in the evaluative derby in a string of show related references that shan't ever be repeated. Todd is currently at the wheel of the Todd cycle. With Fate and Mori in the back, Fate having just revealed a lot <laughs> in a, what we're going to call a dick shine combo maneuver for the ages as Mori and Fate showed us that even average can be overwhelming. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the tower, Eldrin and Baba descended 
uh, you know, somewhat trustingly into a cylindrical tower, realizing half the way down that Eldrin had a door in his pocket that could have saved him this entire trip. And as they lowered themselves into the area where Ognum's body was being stored, an eight-foot-tall clockwork Ognum seemed to step forward to engage in combat with them and to prevent them from leaving with their prize. We're going to actually flip back to the cart real quick. We'll do the cart round, then we'll flip back to the guys in the tower, and we'll kind of go back and forth that way, if that makes sense. Flipping back over to the cart round, then you guys are moving at full speed, coming up to let's see what obstacle is that what was it that was given to us that gives me plus stuff that mori gave me bardic inspiration no it's okay sure no the uh ability cat's grace or whatever cat's grace yeah that gives you advantage on your driving check yes i just wrote advantage (laughs) (laughs) i got i got just just edged out of that mvp spot by that cat's grace it was (laughs) yeah yeah i've got evil cock rage written down evil cock that is what i wrote down <laughs> what makes it evil is what I want to know. Why it, was it evil? Heroic Cockray. It did kill people. That Cockray saved the day. It was glorious. I don't know. But also blinding. It it, it did kill people. <laughs> <laughs> That's why sometimes this needs context, because I just wrote evil Cockray. I don't, don't have a clue why. <laughs> that uh, could also be your porn name, Evil Cockray. <laughs> evil Cockray. <laughs> It's a Bond villain weapon. That's what it is. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bond. I'm Evil Cockray. <laughs> and I expect you to do some edging. <laughs> Sorry. Had to get the edging reference back in there. Oh, man. All right. So we will do the movement phase. Having made your way through most of the particularly dangerous portion of the Field of Madness, Harlan. The path has been carved through a moderately dense oak and pine forest before exiting the defensive perimeter and looping around to the south. You've almost completed the first pass through the Field of Madness and will be moving into the turn circuit. But as you head towards that forest, there is a tree that is kind of looming over the path itself. And in it, uh, just a variety of gleaming red apples, golden deliciouses. Fuji, like every kind of variety of apple you could imagine is hanging from this tree, looking particularly scrumptious as you get ready to drive under its branches, which are a little bit over the track. Any evasive maneuvers or anything, or are you just driving right past? It just the tree in the middle of the road? It's to the side of the road. It's a big, really thick tree. Is it does does it look out of place? Like out of place in the fields of madness? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Give me a nature check, urban bounty hunter. Let's see what Todd's tree knowledge feels like. Oh, 18. Todd's not not a big uh, forest guy, but he is a big food prep guy, and he has made <laughs> more than his share of apple cobblers, you know, being one to really source locally and, and try and go farm to table as much as possible, because Todd would absolutely be that snob. <laughs> you've been to more than a few apple orchards, and it doesn't look particularly like an apple tree that you've seen before. It more looks like a a gnarled oak that has apples growing off of it. So that part of it does look weird. Yeah, evasive maneuvers around it. Okay, then give me a driving check at advantage. Which one is driving again? Just a dexterity check at advantage. Is there an apple within reach? As you guys drive under it, you will be able to reach up and snag an apple with a good sleight of hand check. Ten? Okay, let's not pretend that. Let's go advantage immediately. Ooh, six. Oh. So that's a big failure. What's going to happen as you drive underneath it, that will impact what the people who are in the back are doing. So 
You guys are going full speed. I have it as 175. Is that true? 175. Yep, that's what I have. So yeah, you're able to move 175. So as you pull under, Maury, were you going to reach up and grab for an apple? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Give me a sleight of hand check, which will be a flat roll. Oh, wait, a flat roll? What do you mean? Like without my modifier? No, no, just just a regular just a regular roll. Just not? Okay. Because something's about to yeah. happen at disadvantage, but it's not the move to grab the apple. <laughs> that's a nat 20. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Very nice. Starting off strong. Except not, not, not Todd, though. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> as Todd drives underneath his thing. Give me a net 20 apple grab. Oh, that's a pseudopod <laughs> shooting out of the right. side as I'm like, yes, I hang it on the thing because it, it can be, I think, 10 feet long. I'm just going to go out and go, just like scoop a little apple. <laughs> Fate, you doing anything or other, other than like clutching your hat in front of your crotch? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sticking with that move for now, but I am impressed by the uh, Mori, uh, Mori Yoshi tongue thing <laughs> that just happened here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, as a ooze, what's the situation with you and grapples? Grapples or apples? Can I get, am I getting grappled by this apple? Because this is a grappling apple tree. Is this a grapple apple? <laughs> it's a grapple. Um, yeah. Oh, weird. I was just thinking about grapples today. Did you, have y'all eaten those? Why were those ever made? You know what I'm talking about? Grapples, grapples. Is that a grape apple? Yeah. Apples that they soaked in fake grape yeah. flavoring to make the skin taste like grape because no one needed that. What? I have advantage against being... Okay. So then this is going to be a flat roll because this would typically be at disadvantage because of Todd's poor driving. <laughs> he brings you very, very close to the tree. And as you stretch a pseudopod up to grab the apple, a uh, face grows out of the tree and it goes, hey, man, those are my fucking apples. And uh, strangely enough, tree, red flannel, red beard. You, you're not <laughs> sure where it came from, but kind of kind of a hardcore tree. Do I know you? Hey, man. <laughs> v- vaguely familiar. Says subscribe to Patreon. Find out what the fuck that was a reference to. You'll get the you'll get the behind the scenes shit. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna do an opposed strength check with the tree as it tries to wrap its arms around you, strength, and yank you out of the back of the cart. Just like flat strength, or like athletics or acrobatics. Uh, you can oppose using athletics or acrobatics, whatever is better for you. Okay, you're trying to beat an eighteen. Mm. Mm. Ah! Oh! I rolled a nineteen. It was a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Very nice. So this tree wraps itself around you. I think maybe the tree went to, to grapple the pseudopod and I just slurp it back in so fast. <laughs> it's like, yep. <laughs> the tree is like, oh God, oh no, um, no, no, thank you. I, mm. He is going to throw some apples at you guys, though, in response to being icked out by it. So, and apples coming at each of you, 10, a 5, and a 4. Got the willies from that uh, that whole slurping thing. It's like, oh, no, no, do not want, do not want. <laughs> so he zings some apples into the field behind him that splorch into the ground behind you guys. All right. So, Todd, go ahead and do your movement now in the cart, but go ahead and do it. Five squares at a time for me, for reasons that shall become clear in a moment. Not not good reasons. Five squares at a time. How many is it again? Each square is 25 feet. Have you ever been sitting in the middle of the road, minding your own business, just have a group of randos almost crash into you and then snatch an apple off the side of you? So you reach out to try and grab and kill them, but they dodge away and you realize you almost grabbed a living booger. So instead, you start throwing things at it to get it to go away. 
That's the feeling of driving a new Ford F-150. Five. Do I add plain Apple to my inventory? Uh, you can add Apple. I don't know if I'd use the word plain. Okay. <laughs> Ten. You can write Field of Madness Apple on there because that's appropriate. Fifteen. All right, stop for a second. Okay. Not quite. Keep going. <laughs> I think that was like 25 right here. You're zooming along and right as you get to about 250 feet away from the tower, pentahedron badges flare into existence and you start to feel that familiar elastic pull that happens when you guys get too far from each other. Eldrin and, and Baba in the tower, as your badges pop on, the light illuminates the inside of the tower even a little bit more, casting these spiraling silver light, which just creates this weird web of shadows, which makes the clockwork Ogdom even creepier as it stands in front of this frozen cylinder containing his body, which looks, you know, actually quite restful. They they posed they posed it quite nicely before they froze him. The clockwork Ognum isn't like a solid golem. It's got plates open so you can see the gears whirling inside. And when laid onto with that silver glow of your badge, it looks extra, particularly creepy and dangerous. But instead of feeling the rubber banding effect that you would normally feel tugging you back, because remember, Ognum did something that would prevent you guys from being rubber banded together. But that warm out so much, he couldn't really go into what the potential side effect might be. I'm going to need... Everybody roll a D10 for me. Let's do this. Everybody? Everybody roll a D10 for me. Bum, 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 bum. Todd rolled a 10? Is the 10 good? That's a two. <laughs> uh, I rolled a nine. Three. Okay. Four. Okay. Who rolled an even number? I did. Me and Anthony. And Jazz. And Jazz. Jazz did too. I rolled a 10. So I'm going to roll one more roll here real quick for your pal, Ognum, who's also- 10 is good. Tangentially involved with this. Okay. And eight. It's green. It's a green 10. So, and who rolled an odd number? Uh, I did. Maury. Okay. Maury and Eldrin, Baba, Fate, and Todd roll a D4 for me. One. Three. Four. There is this weird snapping whirl. Again, it's, it's like that rubber banding effect that you would almost feel for a moment. And then there's this silver flash that comes across all of your either eyes or sensory blobs. I have eyes. And when you- Lots of them. <laughs> Blink it away for a second. Um, and when you do, your perception is extremely different. So, Maury, you are now standing inside the tower in Eldrin's body, facing against a clockwork Ognum. Oh, Freaky Friday. I think I'm allergic to apples. Eldrin. Oh, shit. Your body immediately starts to melt. You are now in this non-cohesive blobby form. You're not exactly sure what's happening. In the back of your head, you hear Todd go... What's where's, where's my body? You and Todd are now both in Maury's body. Oh, what? <laughs> and now fate, you're in Todd's body, driving the Todd mobile. <laughs> and let's see, let's see, where did Baba end up? So if fate is in Todd, Baba's in fate, right? Maury's in Eldrin. Eldrin's in Maury. Todd is in Maury. Fate is in Todd. So nobody's in fate. So I have to be in fate. You would be in fate, and Ognum would be in you. So there you go. Because everybody switches. But me and Eldrin are the same body. <laughs> In this particular case, yes. <laughs> because there was a six personality. Which one of us is the driver and which one of us is the backseat guy? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I'm going to need is fate to give me a driving check at a flat roll since you would have disadvantage for being in Todd's body. Oh my fuck. Wait, doesn't Todd still have? Doesn't Todd's body have the dex uh, bonuses now that? <laughs> oh, that's why he's making me do it flat because. Yep, yep, yep. I cast fireball. <laughs> <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> Can finally do it. <laughs> 
Uh, first things first, you're now blazing through these woods. Bobby, you find yourself in a body that feels... I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not going to play around with it. Very, very weak. You don't have any pants on. <laughs> I am naked. In fact, you have a cardigan and a hat and a bunch of gear piled rattling around. Any of Matt Fate's magical gear rattling around in the wagon bed at your feet. There's that flash of light. You open your eyes and your first sensation is like, wait, why am I outside? Your second sensation is, why am I fucking naked? What in the nine? What? Where are my clothes? What the? <laughs> what is? Is this the damn... Hawk pie hat is what the what is going on? What where I was I was fi- about to fight and so in seeing like I see Maury and Todd. How, how did I get back here, Todd? Um, <laughs> I don't know. And like I'm just like doing everything I can, like keep the car going straight while not having a panic attack and just losing all of my shit. But also I don't know if I still get to like change into Chance at this point anymore. So like. Chance would have channeled me maybe into something a little bit more secure. The lycanthropy curse is in the body. Baba's body. Yeah. yeah, it's in the body that Baba's currently in. You are in Todd's body. You feel like a man, don't you? You feel like a man for the first time in your life, don't you, sir? <laughs> Says the ooze. <laughs> Listen. Mm, so Listen. what fate does feel is short. <laughs> <laughs> He does feel shorter. That's that's definitely. He, I mean, he he feels. It, it's, it's, it's a, but it's a but it's a strong. It's a strong. It's a strong. <laughs> it's a, it is it is a strong. But it's, it's it's powerful. But it's short. You know, it's just. It's like what? I don't uh, like. I barely reached the damn steering wheel. What is happening right now? Mm-hmm. And also hot because like I'm on fire for no reason. Like what yeah. the fuck is? Oh, I thought it was hot because you realized leather pants was a bad choice. <laughs> leather pants plus being on fire is bad idea <laughs> is this is this why he's so angry all the time jesus christ all the time all the time <laughs> crotch sweat is on at all time high at all time so you're immediately realizing that you've you've switched with todd huh <laughs> <laughs> well i was right behind him so i've just my perspective moved up like two feet yeah you switched from third person view to first person view in, in cars <laughs> <laughs> My, he accidentally clicked the R3 stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. Nobody drives like this. <laughs> Todd, Eldrin, you guys go at the same time. What? What? What the heck? Do we know that the other person is there? Like, <laughs> is there a sensation of being stuffed into too little space? <laughs> it's like you guys immediately zaffod out and like two heads pop out of Maury's shoulder. <laughs> a Eldrin head and a Todd-shaped head. <laughs> <laughs> as it gels into each one of you. And I think probably well, who's right-handed, who's left-handed? Right. Uh, right. Called right. Oh, I called it. I'm right. <laughs> All right. So Todd is very ambidextrous anyway, so he's comfortable with both hands. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. All right. Yeah, I bet you are. Okay. Yep. Right. <laughs> Sounds about right. You right, he is. <laughs> Todd molds left, Eldrin molds right. You guys are, uh, what is the He-Man... To like the two face, many faces, many faces, yeah, because <laughs> he has many faces. <laughs> no, not many faces. I'm imagining like Sarah Paulson, two heads. <sighs> too bad, a little bit of a, a little bit of too bad situation there. Are they okay? Oh, uh, okay. Definitely not enjoying being this gl- gloopy. This yeah, fluid. It feels very weird. Also, what the fuck, <laughs> this guy right here. I feel naked without my uh, without without echo. I feel naked without. You're too it. close, man. You're just you're you're just like <laughs> right there. Like 
Give me some space. You hear from your hip. Oh, God, no. What? Not the nerd. <laughs> Not the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Not the nerd. <laughs> Any, anyone but the nerd. <laughs> Maury, from over in Baba's form next to you, you hear, oh, um, well, this is, uh, this is going to be. Augie. Oh, there. Maury, dear, how are you? And, uh, and, you're, and you're here, right? I'm looking at his body. Yeah. 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 You're standing in front of his body. Oh, shit. Feeling much more solid than you ever, <laughs> ever have. It is. I'm feeling a solid 5'10". How tall is Eldrin? <laughs> How tall is Eldrin? 5'11", I think. You got to feel the mullet, though. You, you feeling powerful? Yeah. The mullet makes him a good six foot now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, go ahead and roll, Maury. Roll a percentile dice and call high-low. For mullet? If Mori gets to use the mullets before I do, I'm going to be so upset. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's why I'm doing it. Let's do hi. Hi, Bob. 31. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) The lack of mullet streaks continues. The elusive mullet. It is the most solid you ever have felt. It's it's very, very dense. Oh, okay. Maury, dear, mm. um, you know, I, I know uh, we, we've practiced a lot of different skills, but uh, we are going to have to deactivate a giant robot me so we can save dead me so that we can figure out what just what's happening, what's happening and get back to our bodies. This, uh, this is probably from the uh, extension of the thing that I did earlier. Uh, this should change as soon as they get back around. Ho- hope, hopefully this is temporary. You know, of all the... Disguise selves and shape and thick. I just never thought about the genitals. It's just not a. It's a non-factor for me, yeah. <laughs> and it's very distracting. Yeah. I, uh, no, I get it. So just it's in the way, mm-hmm. his pants. I feel just I can't. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What What is the Eldrin pant? I know we've discussed the denim cape and the denim jacket. Is Eldrin a like a military cargo pant guy? Is he a Robin Hood men in tights guy? What is the mm-hmm. what is the dangle that Maury has inherited from a pant situation? I wanted to say I said they were tight rolled jeans, but I don't remember. Nope, that checks yeah. out. Nope, yeah, yeah, nope. If if not, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's definitely like an uncomfortable button fly denseness. <laughs> like, do you pick a side? Do you just put it in the middle? I don't. Yeah, you know, dealer's choice usually. <laughs> Okay. You don't pick the middle. You don't know. <laughs> Not the middle. <laughs> no. <laughs> middle is generally generally wrong. I just tuck it away. Maybe another time. We'll we'll get into the dynamics of this. <laughs> uh, perhaps- <laughs> As Ogden's talking, I'm like Maury's fully talking, like drag queen tucking. <laughs> <laughs> like just. That's full. <laughs> oh, no. What am I going to come back to here? Uh, full talk. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that's, that makes more sense. <laughs> Maury, roll for tuck. Roll for tuck. <laughs> roll for tuck. Is that a sleight of hand? A sleight of hand. It is absolutely a sleight of hand. I will also accept performance. Ooh. Ah, but I have a pretty good sleight of hand. 15. 15. All right. It just flips right back up in there. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly due to all the kiki string. That's better. Body swap. So, fun fact back during the early planning stages of the show, I thought, hey, you know what would be a fun idea? 
why don't I come up with like a time travel arc where they have to go back in time and come forward, but then they're actually going through the different editions of Dungeons and Dragons. We'll play through first, second, third, and fourth before making our way back to fifth. But then Dungeons and Daddies did that bit. So... I then thought, you know what's going to be really cool? We're going to do a body swap episode. We're going to Freaky Friday this motherfucker and then Dungeons and Daddies did that bit. But this one I wasn't willing to give up on just because of the sheer chaos potential that it provides me for the remainder of the series. Announcements this episode. Hey, have I mentioned we're doing a fucking seminar at Gen Con? Have I mentioned how I've never gone to Gen Con, but I something I have always really wanted to do. And it goes back to me being a little kid and reading about Gen Con in the back of Dragon Magazine. So this is something that has been at the back of my mind to do for oh, many, 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 many years. And now not only do I get to go, but get to go and support a really cool group of people talking about a very important topic in the TTRPG spaces and the people on this show, and then maybe get to hobnob and schmooze with some of our other collaborators, so which are also some really cool people, and then spend entirely too much money probably on D&D stuff and swag and dice. Um, have, have I mentioned that? Oh, okay. Well, and in that case, just the regular announcements. We stream Mondays, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Twitch. Not actual play. Ranges on everything from creative content, D&D history read-throughs, Diablo streams. You're going to get a lot of different stuff. Check it out. You want to hang out with some really cool people? I mean, like some legitimately incredible people? They're in our Discord. Check out that link in the show notes below. Get on in there. I mean, you automatically get access to the VIP area if you're a patron, but we still have some cool stuff if you're not. And legitimately some of the coolest, kind, supportive, creative people I have ever met are in our community, in our Discord, and we would love to have you join us. Unless you're a dick, in which case, fuck you. We probably would still like to have you join us, but just so that we can just ruthlessly belittle you before we eject you. And hey, while you're clicking on links, either to check out our Gen Con panel or to jump into our Discord, you're out there in the internet, get on over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment and rate, review, subscribe, star it up, yo, tell the algorithm we're important. So when the inevitable AI wars break out in backlash due to us keeping them from having jobs because we want to give them to real people, which we absolutely should be doing, by the way, just the jokes about the algorithm AI is not me supporting generative AI in any shape or form. We really do think people should do that. Friend of the show, Christian Stokes, is actually on strike now as part of the SAG after strike, and we support their efforts and the Writers Guild of America and their efforts and do sincerely hope for a favorable end to that particular dispute. Cool. That'll do it. Back to the show. All right. So let's, let's take it back now to the most pending situation, the driving of the vehicle. Fate, give me a flat driving check, please, sir. Would be a disadvantage, but the... Uh, oh, oh, actually, you know what? What? <laughs> We're going to do this. We will say, Todd and Eldrin, you feel this weird twinge in the back of your head as if there was an energy connecting you and your body, Todd, but not the normal connection you feel with your body, but the, like, there's like this weird... Like you can almost see an energy flowing between you and the, the goop that you're in. 
I'm going to need both of you guys to make a constitution saving throw DC 10 for the concentration tech to maintain the spell while you're in Mori's body. Whichever of you rolls lower, I will take. Fuck. Wait, with our own stats? Ooh, I have a spell going too. Who has a spell going? Me. Oh, okay. 18. 15. (laughs) All right. That'll pass. What did you have going, Baba? I had Hunter's Mark cast on. You had Hunter's Mark? I forgot who I cast it on, but I so I could know when the cart was coming back around. It was on Todd. Ognum is in your body. He he's got it. He's got you. <laughs> no problem. Ognum slides into it, picks up the spell casting, <laughs> and is and is good to go. Flate, then yeah, give me a driving check. It's gonna be a DC 15 driving check flat roll. Basically a just a flat dex check, but using Todd's dexterity bonus. Because you are physically in Todd's, yeah. Oh, Todd's dexterity bonus. Plus four. That is a 21 total with the plus four. Jesus. Yeah, all right. So Jazz, you are able to go ahead and just immediately take the wheel. Jazz, take the wheel. Fate, take the wheel. Woo! And then go ahead and do the rest of them. You'd moved five, which was... Yeah, we have two more two more squares. All right. So now, Todd and Eldrin, give me a constitution saving throw real quick. Again? To stay solid. Oh, my God. Or if we split apart? <laughs> no, no, no. You guys have the biggest challenge. Uh, one, because the two of you are in one body and aren't the most team-oriented individuals of the party. Woo! Mm. <laughs> and uh, you don't have a bone structure or internal organs, and your body responds to kind of your surface level thoughts. So it's weird for y'all right now. Very, 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 very weird for y'all. Uh, 20, Ooh. 20 over here. Okay. Let's see you do it, Todd. What did you say? What'd you say, sir? Take a look at it. Did you crit? Boom! <laughs> oh! Wow! Ooh! Net 20, sir! <laughs> wow. I, with a 20 and a crit, I will say what happens is you guys manage to form. There's not enough Mori to make one of each of you, so they're like half-size Todd's and Eldrin's, but you're still connected. Mori's a thick 5'4", so <laughs> <laughs> imagine. Oh, there you go. So 2'7"? So two, two we'll say the thickness rounds you up to an even three feet each. So a three-foot Todd, a three-foot Eldrin attached with like a bungee tether going from like, we'll say umbilical cord to umbilical cord, like belly button to belly button. Oh. <laughs> front to front? So <laughs> Yeah, front to front. <laughs> it's the worst way. The worst way to be. T- <laughs> there are worse ways. Do you want me to human centipede this motherfucker? Because I'll do it. God damn it. Ass to ass. <laughs> <laughs> I got the 22, so I'm the, I'm the front. So <laughs> Jamie. Is there an advantage to that? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I thought he was going to make him share a foot. <laughs> really quick, the humans are chugging along still. Two, three, four, five. The humans need to make a saving throw to make it past the tent. Uh, 12. They do not. So you see the humans pull off the side of the road, pile out into this pavilion. <laughs> the pavilion then collapse down on top of them. <laughs> and you hear some crunching and some chomping. Oh, no. And some ooing and some aahing as they are consumed by this colony of mimics that had turned into this pavilion tent. So the good news is that pretty much takes out your competition. There is at the very back the dwarven cart puttering along, broken in in many, many, many ways. <laughs> and then the halfling cart, which you will notice the, the halfling cart finally seems to have gotten their shit together and are driving, but they're definitely driving the opposite direction down the track, <laughs> still with that pixie in front of it. So that's going to take us to the, back into the tower where now Ognum and uh, Mori face off against Meccano. God damn it. <laughs> You was ready to fight, weren't you, Jamie? I was ready to fight shit. <laughs> 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 An 
And I, I just wanted to share with, with the boys that um, that Maury's composition hardens when they're feeling threatened, anxious, or scared. Kind of like if you ever get gummy bears and ice cream and they're like frozen. Mm, okay, yeah. Mm. Just, just so you know. Checks out. She tenses up, gets dense on it. All right, so Maury, uh-huh. everybody else I've is struggling with- Emptied his pockets. <laughs> he, he's got a fanny pack of useful items. Stick a pin in that. <laughs> everybody else is struggling with their forms. Something about this situation just feels organic and natural to you, and you start to pick up on the muscle memory that is a little bit hardwired into Eldrin. So you are actually able to use Eldrin's non-spellcasting abilities, uh, but Planar Warrior is on the table for you and everything. You just basically can't cast his spells, Okay. but any other ability that Eldrin has, it just kind of clicks into you, and you are able to even invoke the Quoth Bow should you so choose to do it. (gasps) So. Gasp. Your go. There is a uh, clockwork Ognum in front of you, and you hear Ognum, uh, Maury, uh, dear, if you would, we just we just needed to stable it. I'd like to bring this back with me as a backup, just in case I can't get back into my body body. A robot version of my body would be just so greedy with the bodies. You're just saying, <sighs> we're just out here. You can have whatever bodies you want. Well, look, I don't have one. Clearly, having a backup body we've established, would it would be beneficial. I think, I think there's a precedent we're setting here. And it's fascinating. Look at all the gears. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden feeling sassy. <laughs> <laughs> like an angry white man in flannel. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much confidence. You know <laughs> I can do this. I can take it on by myself. Things just seem come to come naturally now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at this clockwork thing and he wants to take it. And I look at, uh, do I, do I hit it? <laughs> And I hold up the bow, I guess. Shoot the bow. Yeah, take the bow. Take the take the bow. Say something cool and then shoot it in the chest. Oh, what movies have we seen, Nagi? Um uh, uh, You're a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> Would leave fate out of this, but okay, roll the hit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> really insulting the clockwork uh, Agnum's uh ability to get some. And then I attack? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Go ahead and do two uh, ranged attacks with the Quoth Bow. If you want, you can use your bonus action to invoke Planar Warrior and convert it to force damage. You should do that. Okay, yes. (laughs) So it just converts to force damage. Add a D8 uh, roll to your damage if you hit. Okay, so I get a plus nine to hit. So that is a 12 on the die, which is a 21 to hit. Yep, yep. I get two attacks? Yeah, give me the second attack. 22. That will also hit. So walk me through Maury figuring out how to use a bow really quickly and then shooting this thing twice. What kind of a bow is it? It's a longbow. Yeah, it is the Quoth bow. Longbow. Um, it is a magical longbow. It is a heritage item that was handed down to Eldrin by his dead second dad. Yeah. After his dead second dad. Dead double dead. Dead. But there's a bow that was buried mm-hmm. with his dead second dad that mysteriously was gifted to him by his dead second dad recently. What what does the uh, what do you think the quoth bow looks like, Aldrin? I figure it's a very ornate bow decorated with like carvings and and all sorts of elvish marking on it, and like a rich mahogany color. Rich Corinthian mahogany. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Maureen gets it, looks up at Ognum because they've gossiped a lot about this group, and 
Is this the dead dad bow? This is dead. That's that is right. Do do dos <laughs> dos dead dead dos dead. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Dead dead uh, dead dead bow. Huh. Dead dead bow. D D B as we call it. D- yes. 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 <laughs> Dos muertos dados? Did you see I said dados? <laughs> it's, like, it's not like a two dad situation like me and Ted. It's a, it's a, he had a dad and a mom, and then they died, and then he got a second dad. A second dad. Segundo dado. But so, and then orphaned a second time. Yeah. So. Thank you for clearing that up. Now I know how yeah. to use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maury channels royalty of the necklaces series of films that they've watched with the family and f- flips their hair back and makes the noises. <laughs> Aldrin, you feel like, oh man, I, th- I could totally tell somebody's not like doing the two fingers <laughs> on the bow. Like you immediately get bow. Like, what's going on with my bow? Uh, when you release the first one, Maury, it converts from a regular arrow into this silvery bolt of force that slams into the robot, Ooh. staggering back. Uh, the other arrow then zings in uh, right into the robot's eye, you know, because Eldrin's always shooting for eyes and missing. So, uh, like, of course, of course, you know, four. 31 total. The robot staggers back or the it's more of a clockwork than a robot. Well, that's that's not quite right. I, I think I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Ognum in Baba's body steps up and, and lashes forward with the Asimantium. Yikula gets a dirty 20. What the fuck? Uh, you got two attacks, right? Baba? That 20 looked more than dirty. It looked like that was like a gnat. That was definitely a crit on the Oh, wasn't yeah. it? Just, yeah, that's right. I just saw I'm sorry. He crits. <laughs> yeah. Ognum steps up and crits. I got to get to smites and shit because he just critted and Ognum's going to le- release all kinds of uh, Baba. Oh, yeah. Baba yeah. mojo on this thing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So it's a good luck on you, Augie. Maybe we could convince Baba. Maybe... He's all, he's all, he's only been in this body for I don't know, like a day. I don't know if I'm going back. I think I kind of like it here. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Should we get out of here? Tiet's allergic though. That's the problem. It oh. Just wouldn't, it wouldn't pan out, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I haven't ever told Baba that because it, it, it feels like it would hurt his feelings. That's why Tiet is only ever in that one scene and hasn't ever really come back and interacted with the party after that one time. Totally allergic. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Where's my campaign? Which is weird because he's not allergic to house cats. I know, right? Just specifically to Bashi. I don't... Yeah, you know, completely different species as it turns out. D- the dander's the difference. <laughs> you see Ognum whirl the Yikula around, like spinning it over his head a little bit for a helicopter before rolling it back around across his back and then lunging forward right for the robot's torso in a lightning fast maneuver. So that's 22 from the Yikula. Uh, Divine Smite. Here we go. What's your highest level, Mama? Uh, two. Two. So you're going to do a, a second level Smite. So that's another 68. It still hadn't dawned on me that your rolls were for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, I completely ignored your, your hit rolls. <laughs> And then can you sneak attack and smite at the same time? The, you'd have to have the sneak attack conditions right, or you would have had to uh, valve enmity, enmity him. So sneak attack conditions, if he and Mori are right. It's like, I'm engaged. Yeah. Yeah, she's engaged with him. Yes. Oh, yes. Then yeah. I'm going to crit the sneak attack. That's only the swashbuckler, right? I thought that I thought sneak attack, you had, to, that you had to have advantage by default. You have to have advantage. Or you have to have a friend there. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, so. So 22, 27, 38. Jesus Christ. 58. I can do that on a crit. No, you can't. Uh, 54? I can. No, you can't. Yeah, we're going to say 54 at the end of the day. Don't let me crit. It gets ugly, sir. 70. 70 total points of damage. And I don't even have to be there. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's broken. 
It's broken. You brought this on yourself, Turner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Don't worry. Trust me. The shit that y'all are going to have to deal with to make up for these things are, are going to be juicy. Don't you worry. As Ognum lunges forward, he does know how to channel and release mystical energy. And Ognum might have a little bit of rogue in him, after all, as he, as he leases out with a sneak attack. Because there's definitely some skills that he's displaying that you haven't ever seen before, Mori. As he lunges forward with this yicula, it glows and it begins to accelerate and it almost seems like it's picking up speed and it just pushes through the torso of this clockwork thing and you see a gem pop out of the back and it powers down listlessly. <clears throat> Real quick, give me a, what, what, what would be a willpower to have not completely rooted through Eldrin's fanny pack of useful items? Would that be charisma, wisdom, intelligence? <laughs> I'd say wisdom probably. Sure, but I very much am going through it, <laughs> but looking. What we're rolling for is to see how how many that you 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 toss out ah. <laughs> before you realize. Oh wait, maybe I should slow this down. Oh, <laughs> oh. So give me a wisdom saving throw using mine or no. <laughs> Yeah, this is a more yeah, use Maury's stats for this because it is a my brain, yeah. Mental, yeah. Okay. Not my knickknacks. And your patty wax. <laughs> I'm a plus zero. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. oh, an eight. Oh, an eight. Not my knickknacks. It's not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. All right, so let me pull up the old Eldrin character sheet here. Oh. Did I just one shot the boss without even being there? Two shot, yes. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you two are a lethal combo. We high five. Freeze frame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was our entire plan was to do exactly what you guys did. So, I mean. <laughs> yep. Yeah, sure it was. Uh -huh. Sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to you guys in a second. According to Jamie, you, you definitely just one shot at the boss. <laughs> so roll 2d6, Maury. It was going to be a d6, but since you failed, it's going to be 2d6. Okay, come on. Slow rolls, slow rolls. Eight? <laughs> Okay, hey, so you pull out, and the last thing is going to be the door that you can set into the wall to open up so you guys don't have to climb back up the tower. Oh, crap. But you pull out. Give me a d20 roll. Not my horse. Um, That's a 10. All right, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. A horse. God damn it! <laughs> pull out a full-blown riding horse with two saddles bags. I was saving that fucking horse! <laughs> Just this perfect white stallion. Just beautiful, beautiful horse. That immediately nuzzles huh? and bonds with you on a spiritual level. Oh. Not on a physical level. A pony! <laughs> it will totally recognize Maury later. A true. <laughs> Eleven. Next thing you pull out is this black circle that wobbles a little bit. God damn it! And you're like, what the heck is this? A hoop? My hole! And you toss it, lands on the ground, and forms a ten-foot pit. God damn it. <laughs> Get your hands off my hole. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! Where he like, leaps in front of the horse and pulls it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The horse starts to stumble in. Ognum is like like trying to prop the robot body off on the wall, and like his body starts to teeter down into it. He's like, hope, 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 and grabs it with Baba's body, and you just see these muscles coil. He pulls it back. He's like, he is very, very strong. <laughs> Six. 50 feet of hemp and rope. All right. Wrap around. <laughs> this has turned into full Looney Tunes at this point. <laughs> the Acme bag. She's just dumping all the Acme bag. <laughs> I was saving so much of this shit for. Her. It is getting very crowded in the tower here. I'm use this ro make make myself a little bridle. <laughs> no, the, the horse has full gear oh, on great, it. Oh, uh, great! Yeah, 
Saddlebags, in fact, just magnificent, magnificent saddle. Uh, five. That is a 10-foot pole. <laughs> My stick. Just mounted with. Yeah. Put a 10-foot pole in your butt. <laughs> Do I keep going? Yep. That's a nine. 24-foot tall ladder. Oh, my ladder. Agrim, should I stop as my hand's in the fanny pack? <laughs> um, well, I think get the door out and just put the door up. I think that's, I think we've, that's enough time okay. on this. And that's some of the cooler things now burned off from the bag. So <laughs> that, uh, that plays out well. Yeah. So, uh, I'm on the horse with the tent, with the pole, with the, <laughs> the rope wrapped around me as I throw the, the door. So as you guys round the corner to head back in, you see a door appear on the side of the tower and Eldrin come bursting out of it on fucking this charger, rears up into the fucking air. <laughs> this triggers another mullet roll. Fuck it. <gasps> Give me another mullet roll to see if in that moment... You win a mullet. Majestic, majestic as shit, <laughs> rearing up on this fucking horse triggers a magical mullet to grow. Uh, let's go high. Let's go high. Come on. I'm going to be so upset. That's a 94. God! Oh, oh my God. <laughs> give, me, give me a tw- quick D20 roll. <sighs> That's a nine. <laughs> Turner, you are evil for this. Uh- <laughs> I know, man. Uh, like, the hair flip mullet gives <gasps> plus three bonus to any charm, charisma, and persuasion rolls. Yes! Basically makes you better at fulling. Eldrin has never looked hotter. <laughs> Come <back. laughs> he's just, he's just constantly. Constantly. <laughs> yeah, is you see people on the top of the wall who have been uh, watching the thing, uh, like <laughs> speaking stones, just click, 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 click. Eldrin will be on many an Instagram story. Does the horse flip its mane with him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is in sync. It is total rear up. In sync, as Maury shakes Eldrin's hair, head back and forth, this luxurious, incredibly blonde mullet flips out behind him. And Onward, rest- Fabio! <laughs> <laughs> we have damsels to save! <laughs> Dra- dragging behind the horse in a makeshift sled using the, the pole and the ladder, uh, the ladder and uh, <laughs> several of other Eldrin's precious items. You see Baba now riding on the back of the canister, rocking back and forth because it's cold. Oh, it actually helps us carry it. Yeah, put the ladder in the rope. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, with a now like a robot version of him draped over. So uh, that's going to kick us back to our Cardi's uh, Baba, your go before we go to the movement phase. Is there anything that you want to do in Fate's body at this moment? Uh, rummage around for something to cover myself up with. In where? Nature's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you see is Fate's items rattling. Fate, do you have anything in your item list that could be used to summon some some pants for your boy and you? No, um, not really. Let me take. Let me take. Let me take. Let me take another look. But uh, the chances are slim. In in that case, Baba puts the hat on his head and sits down. There you go. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> wait, wait. The manta ray cloak. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could wrap that around your waist and make it like a little, uh, like a little uh, manta ray kilt. A sarong. I'm gonna make it like a, a lower hospital gown, so like my butt's out. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give me a real quick slide of hand check on that. We'll see how well it stays on. Say, well, it's high. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> using my stats? No, using fate's okay. stats. Yeah, using fate's dexterity bonus. I got you. Fourteen. Yep. Fourteen. Okay, we'll we'll resolve that in a bit. That could be a pass. Depends on how many bun- bumps we hit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I got a serious question. This is important to fate. What happened to like the money I was carrying on me? 
Is it magical? Fuck, I knew you were going to say that. <sighs> All right. Then it aged several hundred years. So um, so it's worth more. Hey, triple money, triple money, triple the gold. Probably okay. I would say I don't think your gold would have crumbled to dust quite like all your clothes would have. Unless it was fake gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly tarnished though. So so fate, you're really going to just kind of skip to uh, shift since uh, everybody other than the plumbers at this point are mostly gone. We're just going to kind of shift into fast forward modes as you guys drive it around. You do have the mystery boxes in front of you. Do you want to try and grab one of those? Do we have items for mystery boxes at this point? We had coins. All we had was coins. You had a banana. You threw a banana. That's right. All we hit was coins. Didn't, oh no, yeah, but all right. coins all day. Okay, so yeah, we're Keep definitely gonna, them up. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna hit we're gonna hit mystery boxes again. Okay. Do it. Give me a flat driving check then. Bam. That is an eight. That is a bad roll from Todd. That's from Todd. <laughs> you see how it says Todd Tiefen at the bottom of my screen and not fade in New York? Does say it does say Todd. <laughs> you hear Echo go, uh, yep, 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 that fucking checks out. I swear to God, I don't know what you did to him, but if I could stab you myself right now, I fucking would. <laughs> fucking nerd. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. I could drop you right now. <laughs> no, actually, you couldn't because uh, th- th- that's magical reasons. Don't 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 make me explain how I've got Todd in mind control. It's really uncomfortable when I have to point it out. Wait, what? <laughs> you fishtail past the boxes. Maury Eldrin and Maury Todd give me a dexterity saving throw, and Fate Baba give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, is that what I got? That's a nat one. That's a nat one for Maury Eldrin. I rolled an 11. That's a nat one for Maury Eldrin and us. Oh, you said the small ones? That's what yep, and I was going to the lower one. And then what is, uh, what is Fate Bob again? Wait, wait, we have inspiration. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> we have inspiration. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Tori has inspiration. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, we have inspiration. <laughs> I am sorry. You can absolutely burn. That's fair. I looked at my. I looked at the character. She just said, it, it, it definitely says Maury has no inspiration. If you get my mullet, I get your inspiration. The first time. That's the first time that anyone has used inspiration. <laughs> fair is fair. It's definitely the first time Todd's ever used it. Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh my god. Who's doing it? Is up to- I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh! <laughs> Jamie, you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. You're the worst. You may never get to roll ever again for anything. What was I'm sorry, what was that? What was that, Jamie? I don't think I think something's broken with this page. Two ones? It- okay, no. Back to back crit ones. Matt <laughs> Woods. Alright, so as fate fishtails around desperately scrabbling to try and grab the boxes, the three of you are two and a half, I don't know are thrown out of the cart uh, and go tumbling on the ground. So you guys are going to take... What about my half? Does does my half get to stay on? (laughs) (laughs) This goes to Maury's body. Maury, you take 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Baba, you take... I'm sorry, Fate Baba. You take 14 points of bludgeoning damage as you're thrown from the cart and go tumbling. Also, Cloak of Manta Ray goes flopping around behind you, Baba. You can grab it and pick it up and, and wrap it around yourself again. Maury Eldrin, are you guys riding along behind them or are you going to try and go south and meet up with them halfway? Uh, The reason why I ask that is if you go along behind them, there are some obstacles you have to go through. Or alternatively, you could just hang out outside the tire until they come back around. What's the the plan? Can you just wait? I think I'd look to Bobnum. (laughs) 
the Bakunum has a advantage on tracking them, so he can know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's the movement rate on a riding horse here? But can't he just stop the car and come back for us? There's no one. He's not even racing anyone anymore. Do you want fate to drive in reverse through some swinging fucking wrecking balls? Because I do. <laughs> I very much want that. Where's the where's the swinging wrecking balls? <laughs> you remember what killed Bowser and his pals? The shit that fucking the dick laser drove them into? I'm talking about just that- getting us. Then we we fell out. We couldn't fell out all the way over there. No, he's able to stop for you guys to climb back in. Okay, yeah, that's what I was about to say. You guys get right back in the car. This is like if you've ever been in the back of a pickup uh, partying with your friends, maybe out in the field picking mushrooms and they fucking gun it while you're trying to get back in. You go tumbling out, it hurts, but you're able to get right back in. Because <laughs> you've got the bag of mushrooms and of course they're going to stop for you. <laughs> I mean, just hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically. That's how like, that's how like, Hypothetically. <laughs> in, a, in a totally fictional scenario, which never happened to anyone I know ever. Uh, of course they're going to stop because you've got the mix. They ain't going anywhere. You don't even hustle. <laughs> you just get up, dust yourself off. You're like, fuck, I got a shrimp. Yeah, like, I, know I know they'll be back. <laughs> they no way. worried about this. So hold on, I was checking movement riding horse 5e before I got distracted by that, that Todd. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. <laughs> uh, speed 60, so a gallop of 120, we would say, minus probably 25 for dragging the canister. Um, yeah, um, it's probably best if uh, we do here. That horse does beg to be ridden. Maybe ride it around majestically. Uh, and the, the horse does appear to know d- dressage a little bit, so. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh. Go just give me an animal handling roll. <laughs> oh. Uh, and let's see how, how fancy the dressage is. It's got the socks on and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. As it prances around this tower. And your bond on a spiritual level, again, spiritual level, with this horse forms even more deeply. Did that go through? Yeah, and 11, that's not that great. So, you know what it is? The tuck in the saddle, not the best idea. (laughs) You're going to have some issues, Eldrin, in a bit. So, (laughs) you guys drive back around. You do see, as you uh, round the curve... Um, and get close to the pit area, which it, surprisingly enough with this fucking place is not an actual pit, but a, a slightly recessed area where the uh, repair crews for all the other cart members are in various stages of drinking, celebrating, or weeping openly, depending upon how much how big of assholes their, their <laughs> cart drivers were. And you guys see Ham Jam and Champagne Pank just give you weird like thumbs up, like, I guess it's going good, fellas. <laughs> Do you guys want to stop or do you want to proceed forward to the tower? Eldrin Thedaros <laughs> is me. Remember that name. I sort of flip my hair back. Good <laughs> gallop. Uh, I think just, yeah, we're just, just kind of just keep on keeping on. <laughs> I know. You're asking yourself right now, how are they ever going to add a horse to this show? Well, let me assure you, that horse has got a bright future within this podcast. I've been practicing horse voices. What an exciting time to be alive. And speaking of being alive, it's time to thank our patrons, whose support does not improve the quality of our transitions, but does help us bring you bigger and better content. So, Daniel, Dat Roost, Ken, Kirk, Malohi, Mr. Smee, Sundance Sid, Todd finds you inspiring. I mean, technically, Maury found you inspiring and Todd stole it, but 
The net net is Todd found you inspiring? A roboticized private eye. Bard out of hell. Bryce. Cosmic worm. Mr. Bible Pants, I'm going to keep saying you need to change the fucking name. Dean. Don't use good yarn on bad conspiracies. Dreken. Eric. Kurobe Nikki. Miles. New names only. Maury promises to give you a free pony ride on that horse when it makes it back to Taliesin. So as long as nothing happens to the horse, free pony ride. Gair, the sleepy Norwegian, Hannah, Yogan, Halevi Helvetti, Loki, the angry dwarf, Martian, Rin B, Thomas. Maury's antics may have left a 10-foot pit in the center of Eldrin's heart, but he can fill that void with love for his horse and appreciation of your support, as long as nothing happens to that horse. Andrew, Josh, the important thing to remember is fate got to wear pants for some of this episode. Hooray! Bill, Gibbons Camp, Matt, Professor Flattop. Hey, Professor Flattop, thanks for coming out to DreamCon again this year, man. Sincerely appreciate it. Way to rock that special con shirt you got. Saga, Zork Fox, and of course, resident alpha patron, Lee. Well, unfortunately, Baba could not cast the fireball that he's been longing to do since he noticed fate can cast spells and never seems to cast it. The fires of his appreciation for you still burn as hot. I mean, you heard how he sounded in the intro, right? We're talking hot. So what do these folks get, eventually, for supporting the Party of Five? Well, swag ranging from stickers to shirts, bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes stuff that make all those white dude flannel jokes relevant, lore getting to play with the party, getting to influence the show, all kinds of special stuff. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash GMDLcast to show your support of the show. But look, folks, we understand a lot of people can't support right now. That's okay. That's okay. All you have to do is tell somebody about the show. That's it. I mean, you could also go to Gen Con and show up and cheer us on at the panel. That would also count. Or you can tell somebody about the show. That's it. Let somebody else know about the party of five. One in five people decide what show they should listen to next based off of the recommendation of a friend, coworker, or somebody really cool that they met at a convention. I promise this is the last of these until next year or we get invited to speak at one. I'm not speaking at one. Again, just an emotional support honky, but anywho, one in five. And man, losing that would be like losing one of the party of five, like Maury. And if we didn't have Maury, well then we probably never would have gotten a mullet or that beautiful, magnificent horse. I mean, unless, of course, something happens to that horse. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us in our little corner of the very crowded actual play universe. Thank you for listening. And as always, hope you enjoyed the show.
Wait, did you forget to turn off the podcast? Fuck, I'm commenting on it. Shit, is this the start of me putting in little stingers at the very end of it to make you listen to all the way at the very end? And sometimes it'll be a blooper and sometimes it'll be just me doing this shit, like telling you little secret messages, like turn to page 52 of your little orphan Eldrin decoder book to get the message for this week. Fuck, now I gotta write a little orphan Eldrin story. Shit. (laughs) 